0: Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not! So why should the internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts, learn how to make money with domains, know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain, right here on Domain Masters. And here we are for another week of Domain Masters on WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm Jonathan Frakes, your guest host, and I'm filling in for Monty Khan, the enigmatic and energetic presence of the domain name industry, who we all love. And uh, you know we're we're coming up on a really great interview for this show. Really excited about it. We're going to have Alexa Rad, the CEO of .org, the PIR, on to talk a lot about what they're doing in the coming year, some of the accomplishments they've had, and, and there's a huge following of .org, so it'll be really a really great show for people who are uh, you know, supporters and fans of .org, and if you're not yet, you might be interested, too, because of uh, some of the things that they're accomplishing and, uh, and blazing forward with in the coming year. Now I do want to remind people uh, the upcoming Domain Fest Global 2009 is uh, you know approaching rapidly there's a Domainer boot camp aspect of it on January 27th and then the conference itself will be the 28th through the 30th and this will be at the Renaissance Hotel in Hollywood California this is where uh, you know the the historic uh, Groman's uh, Chinese Theater is there you can see all the footprints in the uh, cement and all the Hollywood stars I mean you're literally right in the middle of it all And it'll be a great event for people who are looking to, uh, you know, kind of elevate their game and recharge their batteries on, you know, their inspiration in our uh, great industry, the domain industry. Uh, There's also a little bit of time left to obviously uh, check out the auctions at the Domain Fest. There'll be a low and no reserve auction happening on the evening of the 27th from 7 to 8 p.m. There'll be live and online bidding for that. There's another premium live auction happening uh, January 29th. Uh, in the afternoon uh, Pacific time uh, from one thirty to 5 o'clock Pacific. Uh, definitely check that out. The place to look that up is uh, at marketplacepro.moniker.com, and uh, you can go to the DomainFest website, domainfest.com, to take a look at uh, what, uh, what we have cooking there. Uh, .me and .travel have submitted as registries uh, some of the premium held-aside inventory, that's just being released and it's being released through the live auction. There's great names like city.travel, europe.travel, fly.travel, free.travel, information.travel, great.me domain names like uh alert.me, uh read.me, save.me, uh other premium names like Kathy.com, husband.com, uh free credit uh you know, bachelor.com, great domain names. Uh, take a look. at. You can see the list of domains that are available, the preliminary list of highlighted domain names at uh, marketplacepro.moniker.com, and you can still uh, submit domains leading up to the event. Uh, There's also information about if you want to participate either a live auction or absentee by looking at the bidding options available as you go to look up the DomainFest Global Auction at marketplacepro.moniker.com. They'll accept in-person uh, bidding registration. They're also, uh, do download, uh, you can download the bidding software. You can set up, uh, to participate by telephone or also, uh, you can submit absentee bidding uh, information through registration. Now, after the break, we have some fantastic, uh, things to discuss with Alexa Rad, the CEO of PIR. I do want to take a moment and wish a Happy New Year to all the listeners of uh, the Domain Masters Show. We're really grateful for your participation. It's a privilege, of course, for me to be your host. I'm Jothan Frakes, and I'll be right back after the break with Alexa Rad, the CEO of PIR, and we'll be right back. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network Giving advertisers the best pay per click traffic. With over 6 billion searches a month and industry leading protection using ClickShield, their patent pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search. ABCsearch.com. Are your domains locked to the max? If not, your online brand presence and your entire online business could be at risk from internet thieves. Imagine the damage that you and your company would suffer if control of your domain was lost. Protect all of your valuable domains with MaxLock from Moniker, your domain asset management specialist. With MaxLock, even if your email accounts are hacked and your passwords are stolen, your domains are protected in your Moniker account. Transfer your domains to Moniker today, powered by MaxLock. Delivering maximum protection for your domains. Find out more at Moniker.com slash MaxLock. SEOseq.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOseq.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOseq.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at seoseek.com. Jim Hedger and Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. domain masters are so you still master your domain yes <laughs> master of my domain here's your host and we're back with a special interview uh, we've uh, had the privilege and pleasure to uh, have an interview uh, we've got on our show today a very special uh, executive in the domain industry uh, at the registry of .org we have uh, alexa Ratt, the ceo of pir I'm just reading through your bio, and I'll share it for, for the folks who uh, have not had the opportunity uh, to uh, to get to know who you are. Um, you you basically you became the CEO of .org in uh, 2007, and you you know oversee the management and day to day operations of the .org registry. Uh, but you've been in what 20 years in telecommunications, and payment, and internet sectors, and uh, you were previously the chief marketing officer at .mobi. And, and helped uh, launch that as one of, I think, the most successful TLD launches. And, of course, uh, we worked together at uh, VeriSign for a number of years. So it's uh, it's really great to, uh, to have you on the show. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you very much for having
0: me. And .org, you took over last year, and, and we're already seeing a lot of uh, really cool changes. Dot, .org uh, has... Uh, you know, as a TLD, really thrived and flourished, uh, you know, over the years. Obviously, as an uh, available namespace, it's not restricted. But there's a lot to it that uh, has been really attractive to uh, general registrants. Uh, can you tell us a little about uh, some of what you're doing with uh, .org and, and what PIR is?
1: Sure. Uh, let me start with company. Uh, uh, it stands for Public Interest Registry, and uh, PIR was founded by the Internet Society um, a few years ago to take over the registrations for .org, the management and registration for .org. Uh, now, what we've done with .org over the past, I kind of like to think of .org uh, as having been a rough diamond, I think to a certain extent it still is. Uh, it has an incredible amount of really good content, about eighty-five uh, to eighty-seven percent good content. If you ever uh, look up at search engines and look at what are some of the TLDs that come up, uh, that is the reason why you'll see that being rated very high. So all of that, really, for the for the domain or in the secondary market, ought to mean one thing: traffic. All right? I think you guys have a a conference uh, every year, and it's called Traffic Conference. There's a reason for it because that is the holy grail. And .org sees significant traffic as a result of not only good content, very high renewal rates, and uh, also a certain sense of community and trust. When you see a .org, yeah, um, you, you don't expect there to be uh, somebody trying to hawk you something you really don't need or try to, you know, maliciously download malware or things like that. It's really a trusted domain, and, and it's kind of grown up organically, nobody attended that way um, through the past five years. So, in that sense, truly is a, a rough diamond. And some of the things that we've done is really try to enhance um, .org, is build branding behind it, uh, try to increase the level of visibility and value behind .org across the globe.
0: Well, and it's it's definitely showing. Um, I've I've noticed that. Uh, well, you know, you and I are pretty old school as far as internet stuff goes. But I remember a time when um, there were more .orgs than there were .coms, and it's. Uh, I also remember uh, at the point where .org split off. I mean, it seemed for a number of years, and I think this will resonate with a lot of our maybe our more established uh, uh, users who've you know date back into the early to mid-90s, and, and, you know, even leading up to the formation of ICANN in 98, that, you know, the kind of the, the pecking order or frustration was, okay, can I get the .com? Okay, no, I can't. Then I'll use .net or .org as an alternative to those. And I've really seen that change uh, as a mindset over the years, uh, especially with .org kind of splitting off, being the, the not-for-profit that it is. Um, but now there's a lot of, dis- I think, a distinction uh, with .org being a uh, uh, you know kind of a primary focus for uh, you know not-for-profits or at least less uh, less formal businesses uh, mm-hmm. and wanting mm-hmm. to get their content mm-hmm. out and, and it's a fantastic distinction. Mm-hmm. And a mm-hmm. lot of you know, anything to do to promote PIR because PIR does a lot. It gives back a lot to uh, to the internet society and 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 some of the things they're doing.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for mentioning that. I mean. Um, the, the organization behind .org actually was set up to help um, support the activities of the Internet Society. Uh, so it's a very integral part of the fabric of the Internet, if you will. And, and we do try to get involved, aside from just... Um, you know, selling .org and managing it uh, in the best way we know how, to also give back to the community, to the internet community in particular. And I can talk about those things um, a little bit later. But I think getting back to .org and the distinction that you're talking about, it's really important to know that you know, even though PIR um, itself, the registry, is as a nonprofit .org is. Really, more than just for nonprofit. I mean, uh, we always use the example. We say that org is a community. It truly is and has a sense of community. So you can think of, you know, their local Little League, the community association. Um, the wikis, the blogs, the social networking sites, um, the, you know, open source software, um, all of these folks um, have actually adopted .org because uh, it, it's a, the perfect distinction, I like your word, distinction, uh, from a, a .com. And to them, it denotes a certain sense of um, trust, a certain rigor in the content, um, and that's when something we're very proud of. You know, that's something that we're trying to kind of highlight more and more.
0: So, Alexa, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of um, a lot that's been done. Obviously, you took over in 2007. Dot org has a new Web 2.0, beautiful logo. There's some, you know, real distinctions for community that are happening, and uh, you know, so what are some of the investments that are being made to help kind of bolster that community sense of .dot org?
1: Oh. um Sure. There's a couple of things that you already mentioned. I mean, we changed, uh, obviously, the logo, the website. Uh, We're kind of walking the walk and talking the talk, if you will, in terms of um, .org itself having a community. So we have a Facebook site. um, So please uh, look us up on Facebook uh, under .org, the public interest registry. Um, We also... Um, have uh tried to implement uh programs that highlight incredible work that's happening uh, behind certain .org sites so we were the official sponsor last year for the Webbies, which is the equivalent of the Oscars for the Internet. And for anyone um, who has ever attended that, it's sort of the who's who of the Internet world. Um, you get to meet some of the high flying, you know, for example, the founders of Facebook, um, as well as uh, people from the entertainment Uh, Side of the business, and it's a way to try to um, highlight and reward people who are incredibly innovative. And if you look at .org and the .org content and the .org sites, there's a lot of really incredibly innovative sites. So I'll give you an example. Um, One of the winners last year was Artocracy, and and it's basically a website that allows you to um, bring you know beautiful art to the masses and make it affordable. Uh, another one was NPR, and I listen to NPR every day, uh, you know, which is a news show. Um, there are sites that basically try to uh, help people figure out, you know, what's fact and what's fiction uh, between the, in the political dialogue. So there's all sorts of, uh, you know, Craigslist was another winner. I mean, all sorts of really innovative uh, websites and founders, and we were there as an official sponsor uh, for that. Uh, we also have um, we put out um, programs uh, to recognize an incredible .orgs on our website under the extraordinary .org program. We also have done roadshows. We've gone to different parts of the world—Berlin, London, uh, etc. To and we give we give the stage essentially to the .orgs to come up and talk about what they've done and and give them a certain highlight. All of that. Really increases the value of the .org uh, d- domain name as a whole, and it also increases the visibility of the .org domain name um, as as a distinction as something that is far more uh, valuable in terms of traffic. Ultimately,
0: well, that's that's awesome, and you know, probably uh, one of the one of the key things that we're seeing is a lot of participation in the conferences. Um, obviously you're at, you know, every ICANN event, but, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of you in the aftermarket events as well. And I think Lance is speaking at the upcoming domain fest at the end of the month as well. Uh, Lance Wallach, right?
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, Lance and, uh, Nyla are both going to be there, uh, to .org, and Lance is going to be talking about, um, the white paper that, uh, we just did on .org and the secondary market.
0: That's excellent, and, and we are seeing uh, .orgs, actually, with a really good uh, growth in the uh, the overall value of the, uh, the domains in the aftermarket. We're really seeing them uh, having good uh, values, and, and we're seeing some very good sales in the aftermarket with the .org domain names. So something's going right there. Well,
1: that's awesome. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear. I'm really glad to hear. Yeah, we've been watching those, too, actually. It's always very... Um satisfying when we actually see some of the, the efforts and the, the investments that we've made in building visibility and brand pay off, uh, in the aftermarket. Obviously there's no financial benefit for us, but it's really gratifying to see, uh, that it's paying off for, for, for the folks participating in the aftermarket.
0: But we do, we do, uh, we can't expect to see uh, PIR at some of the aftermarket events and, and see you in the crowd and maybe discuss, uh, you know, dot, dot org, uh, with, with, you know, typically, uh, Lance or Nyla or, or yourself or others, that's great. That's good to see that kind of support. And it really steps up uh, for the aspect of community that you're discussing.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, I think so, too. I should also mention, um, you know, Jonathan, we were talking about traffic and we we're talking about the value of .org, something that I, I haven't touched on before in this interview. Um, I don't know how many of your um, your listeners are following this uh, the DNSSEC discussions. And you know, last year, the DNSSEC discussions were really very kind of technical and, and focused on, you know, very small circles. And what's happened, I think everybody's by now heard of the Kaminsky bug, which was one of the biggest news of 2008. Totally. And, yeah,
0: go yep. ahead. Well, and this is exactly the next question. You're, you're so intuitive. This is the next <laughs> question I was about to ask, is to talk about what you're doing with DNSSEC, because you're just blazing a trail. You're pioneering and kind of moving it from the uh, – you're bringing it into the marketplace. Uh, yeah, I think .se and some of the CCTLDs had uh, you know really kind of pioneered for it, but you're the first GTLD to introduce DNSSEC, and and that is very meaningful. Uh, but you're you're about to explain what DNSSEC is in general, right? And, and how it works. Um,
1: I think, first of all, I I think a lot of kudos uh, really goes to some of these early uh, pioneers in the CCTLD realm. Uh, They did a lot, and I think they did a lot to increase the the visibility of of DNSSEC and at least put it into the conversation. Um, So we owe a debt of gratitude to all these guys. Um, So, DNSSEC essentially makes sure uh, it it ensures your traffic, Uh, it makes sure that your traffic isn't going to get hijacked. And for anybody who uh, in the secondary or domain or market, Um, I think traffic is is a main thing, and that's that's how revenues are made, and that's how uh, domains are evaluated. And uh, funny enough, uh, early on when we announced DNSSEC and we were talking to some registrars to see get their participation, we had a few. Um, say to us, you know, we want to talk to you. These are people who we hadn't really uh, approached yet. They said, we want to talk to you because we have customer um, segments uh, who are very interested in DNSSEC. And, of course, we thought they were banking and, uh, you know, the the traditional folks would be interested in in something like this. And lo and behold, it was actually uh, some major domainers. And the reason was that they saw this as a way to ensure their traffic. So I think for the domainer market, um, yeah, you are, you should be following the discussions on DNSSEC, and we will be the first um, GTLD. Uh, we are the first GTLD to start implementation on DNSSEC, and so far everything has gone according to plan. Knock on wood, uh, but I think it's it's something that uh, you should be considering as part of your portfolio. How many of your domain names um, are going to be secured with DNSSEC?
0: That's very cool, and you know one of the things to mention is that uh, you know what's it the Kaminsky bug that folks were talking about where you can divert traffic uh, to you know to a given site based off of uh, how that works. So you know obviously I don't want to talk about that or give people ideas because you know this is largely trying to focus on on white hat, what's called white hat activity. But uh, you know, I'm sure there are some domain entrepreneurs out there, clever entrepreneurs, who have figured out uh, that if they set up a, a name server and say that they can answer for .org um, and then run whatever they want inside of that .org, uh, I think it's called cache poisoning is the, the thing. But you know, right. there's, no, there's no laws against this. There's no rules against it. And folks uh, can commonly do that to divert the, the natural traffic to a given domain name. And, and I'd imagine that there are folks doing that and using that in conjunction with PPC. So what you're doing, in essence, is uh, you are uh, not only adding value to the domain owner so that they don't get the, uh, uh, the uh, traffic diverted. They get the actual value of their domain. But, you know, also, if you really think about it, you're sort of fortifying the emotional infrastructure uh, and the integrity of the PPC market through this as well. Because yeah, the, the right. advertiser gets better traffic.
1: Jonathan, I think that's uh, that's a really important point because when you think about uh, PPC and you think about the relationship with the advertisers, the advertisers want to be assured of, of the revenue and they want to be assured of the traffic, uh, not only of the past but also going forward. And that's a that's a big part of uh, any kind of agreement, right? And we also know that uh, the crooks are not uh, sticking to their own existing plans, but they're also getting smarter. they're getting smarter uh, and we've seen this for example with phishing. Uh, what Kaminsky showed is you don't need uh, a, a fake website to go ahead and, and hijack traffic. I don't need to, to uh, get Bank of America you know customer service dot you know whatever TLD I can I can very easily uh, hijack traffic from Bank of America. And it's going to look the same to the customer. So that's something that, um, you know, he showed can be done. And it's really important for everybody to t- I think that's, that was probably the biggest news of 2008. So th- how often is this happening? Um, well, we know that it's happening uh, quite a bit. And it's probably going to increase more and more because more and more services are actually dependent on, on domain names, uh, on the domain name system. However, um, understandably, some of the folks that are hit uh, are very, very careful not to uh, make the results of this public. Unfortunately, folks who are hit um, by incidents like this uh, aren't necessarily eager to make things public and that's understandable however i think everybody understands and everybody recognizes that incidents like this are going to happen more and more Um, so i think all the more reason why anybody who is interested in traffic at all ought to pay very very keen interest uh, to not only dns sec but when and how it will be implemented for uh the tlds in their portfolio
0: well, then that's important. Now you were talking about fishing too. Now you're very active in the anti-fishing efforts. Uh, like you're the chair of what's the, called the RISG. Can you can you tell people a little bit about this? Because it sounds like you know you understand a bit about the fishing stuff and, and are taking some efforts, obviously with DNSSEC, to help kind of uh, reduce these uh, impacts. What is the RISG? And and tell us a bit of, a little bit about your role there.
1: Sure. Um- RISG stands for Registry Internet um, Safety Group, and it was a group that uh, we initiated back um, last year. And the reason behind this is, look, as I mentioned, uh, you know, the bad guys, the crooks, are getting smarter and smarter. And the other thing is that we we within the Internet community, if you think about this as a community, if you think about the Internet as, as a neighborhood, right, uh, a community with different neighborhoods, uh, it no longer serves our purpose to kind of look at the problems that have happened on the internet and think well it's out of my neighborhood so I guess it's it's fine because what happens is they're simply going to go to another neighborhood, they're going to get better they're going to come back. So uh, there needed to be a way to actually uh, be collaborative uh, in terms of trying to figure out how to prevent the problem, not necessarily always try to figure out who did it after the damage was done. Jethan, uh, the uh, risk stands for registry internet safety group and it was a group that we started last year to try and address uh, the problems in terms of phishing and malware and to address it uh, um, in a collaborative way so why collaborative Um, a couple of reasons number one uh, if we think of the internet as a community comprised of different neighborhoods it does not serve us very well to think about it as, oh, well, I had a problem in my neighborhood, but, you know, they moved on to somebody else. Uh, fact is that those folks, those bad guys, go on to another TLD, they become better, smarter, and they come back to yours. Um, second reason is that when you actually collaborate and you check some of the competitive notions at the door and, and you get together and you look at the problem uh, from the registrar angle, the registry angle. registry um, the, the security software provider, even law enforcement, you're able to actually see a 3D dimensional view of the activity. And you're able to do, be much better and much smarter in figuring out how to prevent stuff from happening rather than how to always figure out how to uh, you know, cure it or, or um, you know, fix it after the fact. So uh, the risk group is comprised of uh, all of the uh, important uh, GTLG registries, as well as some CCTLG registries, some of the largest ones, uh, including federal enforcement, both U.S. and European. Uh, We have also uh, security groups like SiteValance and Symantec. We've got some of the largest registrars like GoDaddy and Network Solutions. You know, really, some of the top guys, some of the top minds, we get together on a monthly basis. And then on uh, at every ICANN, we meet for half a day in person. And we've uh, tried to think about the problems. We have thought about the problems, and we've I um, isolated a couple of ways that we could actually uh, get at the heart of the solution much faster better with better data than we had ever before
0: and that's good so it's it's like a facilitation and coordination and and your role there is as uh you're you're the chair if i'm not mistaken so that's great and and given um i think the relationships and contacts that you have in the industry that probably really uh lends itself to a lot more collaboration and cooperation so that, that's really wonderful to see now, will this cut down uh, the Nigerian emails uh, offering, uh, <laughs> you know, the bank transfer? I don't know, right? But hey. it certainly is. It, it nips away at the edges of some of the maybe the the darker practices on the internet.
1: Right. Will you mean to tell me the Nigerian ones aren't true?
0: <laughs> you know, they very well could be. Uh, I, you know, I've never heard a success story on that. But you know, if they if right. they do uh, get a right. S-
1: right. if they right. get some success, right. that's good. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I was very lucky. Yeah, well, I mean, some of the Nigerian ones are really spam, uh, but the most uh, the most uh, damaging ones are really the phishing and the malware. Uh, I mean, if if you know anybody who's ever had their computer compromised by a bit of malware that they downloaded without their knowledge, uh, you know, and I have uh, parents, and uh, you know, my mom in particular uh, is constantly on email, and you know, she's pointed out to me a couple of the emails. Uh, and thank God she hasn't done anything with it yet. But I mean, you really have to be pretty savvy to know that these emails are are not real. And they're getting oh, yeah. worse and worse.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in the case of um, in the case of uh, you know working towards, uh, I guess rounding it back out with DNSSEC and and tying that in, uh, DNSSEC helps eliminate that because the integrity of the the lookup. Helps to um, because it's secure from end to end. It's much harder to do anything interruptive between, I guess, the authoritative name servers and the uh, the visitor's uh, computer, right? And so that's the that's the value of DNSSEC, just fundamentally.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: I mean, you you and I, you know, are very aware of all these things. But you know, for John Q Public, or maybe you know, maybe a, a listener who's new to the domain industry helping understand what the DNSSEC is. You know, it's DNS service security, and it's it's basically something that uh, happens by DNS information being signed inside of a zone. And, you know, really the most authoritative place is at the very top, which is at the uh, the primary name server for a whole TLD. So that can be something that's meaningful. Right. So I think that's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Jared,
1: I mean, one of the easy ways that we can explain this, um, this is a... Um, an example that was used uh, and, and i just loved it i mean think about when you make a phone call right if, if i pick up the phone i call your number which is essentially what you're doing when you're typing an address um in in a telephone scenario i always if i dial your number exactly i always expect to get you uh or your phone or your voicemail right. however and people think that 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 really translates into the, into the DNS world where you type in a particular address and, of course, you're going to get that particular web page. However, the distinction is that that's not always true. Uh, because of the fact that there is no DNSSEC implemented currently, you can put in an address exactly exactly. And you may not get to that web page. That web page uh, may be compromised. May, the traffic may be hijacked. And you may be putting in, uh, you know, pretty valuable data. Or you may be clicking on ads um, that uh, do not belong to the original uh, domain name registrant. So that's a distinction. And, and that's something that I think the everyday person um, probably has in their mind, that this is very much like, you know, you, you type in the right address, you, you got to get to the right web page. And not true.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so that's that's very admirable. Now, uh, you know, as far as what we can expect to see in in 2009, kind of going back to, to .org and, and PIR in general, mm-hmm. you have, what, 7.2 million domain names under .org now, which is uh, that's right. very impressive. Uh, you know, what are some of the things that PIR is doing to increase the user base and, and grow uh, the... The base of uh, registrants and and what are you doing as far as that goes? In addition to DNSsec and some of the other marketing activity.
1: Well, uh, you mentioned the 7.2 million names. You know, as impressive as that is, uh, realize that there's a ton of really great names that are still available. I mean, if you have to compare that to the 80 plus million of .com uh, and the complaint that you get all the time that the good names are gone. I mean, tons of really great names are still available um, in .org, right? Uh, so what are we doing to actually uh, increase the value of uh, the inventory that we have, the current and the potential inventory that we have? Obviously, we're going to continue uh, some of the marketing and branding efforts uh, that we have, but that's really a long-term investment. It's nothing that we expect um, just to, you know, for a few months to, to pay out and, and see uh, incredible results. So we expect to be at the Webby's again. Uh, we expect to be the, uh, one of the official um, sponsors, so the main sponsors, and to be participating in all of their activities. Uh, the Webby's is not just a you know, one-time event. It's really throughout the year, and they have different uh, you know, recognitions. Uh, some of them are by the Academy itself, uh, and some of them are the People's Choice, which we hosted a, an event last year in London for that. So we participate in the webbies We uh, plan to. Uh, last year was the record number of .orgs not only nominated, uh, but who also won. Uh, so we expect that this year to even increase that. We want to have a record number of nominations and a record number of wins again over last year. We're going to continue to do the extraordinary .org, so We're going to continue to uh, work on our DNS site. As I mentioned, we haven't missed a. Uh, a a deadline yet on DNSSEC, thank God, and and we continue to march on uh, with uh, the implementation plans on that. Uh, We are also going to look at expanding uh, .org internationally. I mean, .org is extremely well-known in the United States. However, um, as you know, uh, in some areas across the world, it's seen as one of the top three you know, ComNet.org, as you initially mentioned. So we need to build the brand value behind that in some of the key markets. Um, so you'll see, you'll see us not just in the U.S., not just in some key European ones. I think you'll see us uh, more and more, and you'll see some really incredible .orgs highlighted that underline the story that this isn't just for nonprofit. .org really belongs to every individual, every community.
0: Well, and there's one uh, within the domainer space that many of the folks who attend conferences or, or uh, uh, you know follow the trades uh, is very active is grassroots.org. It's a very uh, good uh, uh, sort of a, a way to give back to uh, the community. So grassroots.org is uh, you know an example yep. of something that's happening inside of the domain name space. Uh, and we're seeing quite a bit of uh, other things, like uh, you know, obviously Wikipedia, um, you know, a variety of different sort of social networking sites and wikis and blogs, as you mentioned earlier in the interview. So this is great. This is wonderful stuff, and we're really happy to uh, to have you uh, take some time out of your uh, busy schedule to to uh, talk with us. Uh, domainers will be able to see Lance uh, Wallach uh, give uh, some presentation and discuss the white paper that uh, you have coming out on the aftermarket, and he'll be at the uh, upcoming Domain Fest at the end of the month. Correct? That's right. Well, and Alexa, thank
1: you very much.
0: Oh yeah, and thank you, uh, of course, for being on. It's a great uh, privilege uh, to have uh, someone from the .dot org registry, especially the CEO. Uh, you know, to talk to folks in the in the domain community. On behalf of uh, the listeners of Domain Masters, uh, I uh, uh, express my gratitude for you uh, joining us, and Happy New Year to you.
1: Happy New Year to you, too, and thank you so much for having me. It truly really was a pleasure. Thanks.
0: And that was uh, Alexa Ratt, the CEO of PIR, the .org registry, uh, sharing uh, some of the information about what they're doing and, and some of the cool things that are happening with .org and how they're helping to uh, kind of bolster the pay-per-click market and the uh, – the integrity of traffic for .org owners. Uh, and, you know, we're grateful to have had uh, Alex on this week. Now, uh, you know, kind of in closing, we still have a little bit of time before the upcoming Domain Fest at the end of the month. Uh, and passes are still on discount between now and the 26th of January. You can still get the nine ninety five price at DomainFest.com. We're getting uh, domain submissions as well. There's still uh, sand in the hourglass for domain submissions, but time's running out. Get them uh, at uh, get them to us at marketplacepro.moniker.com. And uh, you know we've got some great names. Uh, there's some premium.travel domain names, premium.me domain names that are uh like registry allocated. Specific for these live auctions, and it's kind of a special, unique, uh, and exclusive experience that uh, has happened there, as well as very, very good values in some top-tier com domain names. So, I encourage people to take a look at the uh, DomainFest website. Take a look at some of the speakers. There's 21 speakers, including uh, uh, Mr. Wozniak, one of the former's of uh, one of the founders of uh, Apple Computer. And uh, some great events and activities in and around the domain fest including a boot camp where people of any experience uh, from starter to uh, even you know intermediate and experienced advanced people there'll be a lot of good sharing and, and education and uh, and so that's going to be a fantastic event on the 27th the day uh, like the early day of the uh, event. All right. Well, happy new year to all our listeners. And I want to say thank you for uh, taking the time to listen to this either uh, live or, or as a podcast. Once again, this has been Jonathan Frakes on domain masters where you can be the master of your domain. Come back next week.